Welcome back, y'all. This is the Dynasty Duo Fantasy Football Podcast live once again on Monday, August the 9th right now. I am your host, CJ Krause. With me, as always, my good friend, Tyler Carp. Tyler, how are we doing today, buddy? I'm great. Like every day. <laughs> like every day. He's zoning in right now, getting the getting the stream out there so people can see it. But um, no, we got a fun show today. Um, I had an awesome weekend. I actually did a competition out in Seattle that I won so I'm really in a hype mood today for everything with that. So I'm in a great mood as well. Today we're on the show. We're going over all the news for the week that we uh, want to catch up on, the important stuff. Plus, we've been meaning to finish off our divisional breakdown. So actually, we're going to do the AFC West after we hit the news today. You ready for some news, Tyler? Always ready. All right, let's drop that news. So first and foremost, as always, we try to get the start of the Saquon Barkley is off the pup list. That is huge because we were talking about potentially him not being able to play till week three, week four. They're still taking it easy on him, but now they're saying potentially he could play in preseason games. What does all this smoke mean to you? It's not going to play in the preseason. I agree. Um, I agree with that. Why would, why, would he, why would he play in the preseason? He doesn't even play in the preseason. He doesn't even play. Um, it means nothing. I mean, it, it is what it is. It's nice to see him back. He's going to play week one now after that, you know, now that he's off the pup, he's going to play week one. I mean, why shouldn't he should play week one? They wouldn't have taken, once you take him off the pup, you can't put him back. Yep. So, I, I mean, he's going to play week one. But that's that's really such an important factor because he's been so up in the air with everything going on. And I'm, I've been, I have a lot of Saquon shares because he's one of my most owned players. People have been trying to get him for cheap, and I've been, like, turning down deals left and right. I'm like, why would I care? It's still Saquon Barkley unless you're giving me, like, you know, a top five mm. RB plus some stuff. I don't really care at all. You know, though, now might be a good time if you're not into Saquon. If, if you're not a big fan, now is, I think, a time to move. Move off of him because – if you see it and it's bad, the value is going to go away. The, sure. If you see it as week one, it's not good. It's going to be really bad. Where value is going to go very quickly far away. So if you're not into him and, and you'd like to move, today's the day. He's healthy, allegedly. And if you don't want to see it and you just want to get out, now's your, now's your window. That's fair. I'm just not one that's wanting to get out of Saquon Barkley shares at this point in time. So I'm, I'm somewhere in the middle. I don't say that wasn't not a target for me, but also wouldn't be someone I'm really selling. Yeah. I've just had him for many years. That's why a lot of my league. So that's not, I, I wouldn't say I was buying though. I'm, I wasn't yeah. buying before. I'm still not buying. price was still too high to buy, but yeah. 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 So a couple of interesting signings as well going in. We have the Falcons signed down to Foreman and we have the Cardinals signing Ito Smith. Does any of this matter to those teams? Well, it tells you that they don't like the guys on their bench. So for the Falcons, that means they don't like really JV and Hawkins. <laughs> they don't like other UDFA, Caleb Huntley, who I'd heard of just recently. Um, for them, it's really clear. Uh, Mike Davis is their starter. Quadri Allison is actually their backup. Mm-hmm. And they don't they don't really care for JV and Hawkins and Caleb Huntley. Or, yeah, so those pipe teams are done. Those people are not happy Hawkins. with Cordero Patterson either. So 
That's what it tells you about the Falcons. Um, I, I just think the, the Cardinals one is more of an indictment on Eno Benjamin, I think. Yeah, that's telling you that they don't really care for Eno Benjamin much at all. Um, not that, you know, you would have thought that they did, but. After last mean, year, never playing. I mean, if you look at it on these teams, how many tailbacks does a team usually keep? I mean, it's four at most. Some teams only keep three. Um, the Falcons and the Cardinals have kind of weak backfield, so I would think that they would probably keep four. But I think the Cardinals have to just with um, James Conner's injury history. James Conner's always injured. Chase Edmonds is not a workhorse and is also exactly. often injured. So they're going to be team with four. I think they keep four. I think Edo Smith would be that would be that four. I mean, with Eno Benjamin being three, if they keep four. Yeah. The Falcons, um, this means that Jamie, I would assume that Deonta Foreman, who actually was decent, looked decent on the Titans last year when he played, I would assume Deonta Foreman's going to make the team. He so, had some hype around him a few years ago as like a potential like, deep sleeper. Ago. I understand, but it's something like, it's something like that. Like, you don't forget that name. And it seems like the NFL didn't either. He looked fine on the Titans last year. He was okay. So I, I would think he has a good chance to make the team. And that would mean that I don't know. Someone could not be making the team. That's that's usually that's usually what happens. They only Patterson, who they have listed as a running back. So if they're, I mean, really at this point, we know that Davis is the one. Cordell mm-hmm. Patterson is going to make the team. Whatever you think of him, as like whatever he provides. Quadrialis is backup. Yeah, Patterson's at least going to be a special teamer. This is where he like. Yeah. But there's okay. one spot. There's yep. one spot for, for three Foreman, bodies. Hawkins, and Huntley. Huntley, you can forget now. He's not going to make the team. Yeah. So it's Foreman and Hawkins for one spot. And I think Foreman is a better player. So I would not be surprised if. Well, they wouldn't, they wouldn't have signed him if they were like, oh, the, Hawkins was the guy we, we thought he yeah, was. Yeah, no, be. this they is a very bad sign for JV. At this, at this point in the offseason, you're not trying to bring in running backs to learn the system. You want these guys that you chose and you handpicked earlier on Especially someone busted like Deonta Foreman I mean if he's he's kind of busted if he were really that you know you wouldn't you yeah. wouldn't bring him in so that's that's just again the JV and Hawkins pipe dreams are kind of out the window right now he has no guaranteed money in this contract oh yeah I'm just saying that like, he was one of those guys that people were like using their like late thirds early fourths and just like as a pipe dream guy they thought over like other guys as well so yeah I've switched to Quadriolis in at this point it should you should have switched a while ago yeah, the, the, the team is switched a while ago. Injury news going on. We have a DJ Chark finger surgery going on. Um, they're saying he should be ready for week one, but yeah, I, I, I'm not honestly not too worried about this injury because we saw it might hinder him a little bit. We saw like Chris Godwin have an injury similar to this one, but and he played no, pretty fine. I am worried about this. I'm very worried about this injury. Okay, I'm very, very worried. Well, because he's missing time in a new offense with a new quarterback. He's missing time. He's not there. So if he's not there, that means other players could work ahead of him. He already was not popular among the coaching staff. This is his walk year. I mean, they now I, he's back. Thing. I, I think he's be gone next year. Right? Back. So I, uh, I don't know. I, I'm not intrigued. In your rankings, are you going to have um, LaVisca Chanel jump him now? Or have they been close before? Uh, he jumped him in Dynasty a long time ago. In in redraft, he jumped him now. Um, but, yeah, I am not interested in DJ Chark. Does this make um, Trevor Lawrence take a hit in your redraft rankings at all or anything in your mind no. for this season? No. Okay. Do you think Chark is just irrelevant to the factor or just like – 
Well, I think Chark is going to come back, but you know it is what it is between Chark and Marvin Jones. They weren't all going to shoot. Marvin Jones is a very similar player, just older, of course, playing that same similar role. They're not there. that similar, but it's it's more just the idea that I think that Visco was always going to produce whatever what he was going to produce, and Chark and Jones are fighting, and uh, Jones is now having a chance to win that fight. Sure, I I would. I'm tempted to drop Chark even more in my rankings than I already have. I'm very concerned. I would be potentially considering, like, if someone's dropping him that far, buying him. I think Chark will be good next year as well, especially if someone will pick him up. And he'll be, he has the alpha potential, and very few players have that alpha potential. Wouldn't do it. I just, something about him. Something doesn't yeah. feel right? Yeah, something about, that's actually exactly what it is. Something about him doesn't feel right. Okay. I, it's hard to, I mean, really, if you really want to know, it's that he had essentially one horrible, his, his rookie year was horrible. Mm-hmm. 2020 was not good. And 2019 was good, but it wasn't great. It, it was, it was, it was good, but it wasn't special. So what, there's not much there. And there, there is something about DJ Chark that I just don't like. Okay. And I don't really know how to explain that, but I yeah. have, sometimes I just have a feeling and this is one of those times where I'm like, I just don't, I just don't want him. Fair enough. Uh, someone you do want just got paid is Josh Allen with his huge money extension. I believe we talked about 150 million guaranteed, 180 million dollar contract, if I remember correctly. On all of that, um, he's a he's a bill for life. Pretty uh, much. Well, yeah, I mean, life is a long time, but I, I, I would mean, think I would think he's going to be on the bills for quite a period of yeah. time. Well, well, yeah, with all that guaranteed money. And um, I don't think it's really too big of news. There's more of it saying um, you know where he's going to be. And that's important. You know he's going to have that many years, period. Unless, like, catastrophic injury happens, which we can't predict. So he's locked and loaded, high-end QB1 pretty much going forward. And nothing can really change that. So not so much to say, but good job, Josh Allen, getting paid. Um, Tyler's looking for that kind of payday as well. You know what? If anyone listening to the podcast is willing to offer me 150 million guaranteed to do anything, um, my DMs are open for that message only. All right. Well, insert interesting DMs coming your way, buddy. Um, One of the more intriguing things about injury news as well is the camp hamstring injury, and that's Kenny Galladay with a camp hamstring injury. Probably should have Tyler said when we to Saquon, but it's on this list down here. But I'm worried about hamstring injuries. I think those are the ones that linger on and come back, especially for a player that uses that as athleticism more than his route running, as someone like Kenny Galladay. This is a this is a red flag to me for him. What about you? Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. Uh, the Giants, speaking of bad vibes, everything from the Giants is bad. Why are we having this? Is, listen, I did an article about this. It's going to come out tomorrow. Is why are we having training camp fights? Why why are there punches? Why why are we having a dog pile? Why is all we're hearing about laps? How many laps people are running? We're hearing about laps and we're hearing about push-ups. We're not hearing anything about any offense. So I don't like that. That this and now a, a hamstring injury. So another thing. I this is a disaster. This is gonna be a disaster. This is gonna be very bad. I, I think that all the Giants, uh, the quarterback. The general manager and potentially the coach, given what we've been hearing about him, could be uh, on the hot seat. 
It, it does not sound good for your for your favorite team out there no, in New good. York. So, unfortunately, I mean, there's a lot of optimism around the team. They have a lot of players that are good, but yeah, like, they can't cancel that. They can't. Yeah, they can't put it together. I, I'm not optimistic about this whole thing. And Kenny Galladay wasn't, wasn't even having a great camp to begin with. No, he was biggest thing. He was so dropping like, the ball. So that's something to be concerned of with all that going on. Um, interesting news that is not news, but it is. Uh, James Washington apparently said he wanted to be traded, but that's been deferred. It's been um, said it not happened. But we want to talk about is what if James Washington does get traded? Because I think he's a good wide receiver. I think he's like not great, but he definitely can help a team. But being he's, the wide receiver four in this team, I'm not sure like he has any value. What what would happen to his value to say he got traded? Wow, it can't get worse. It's fair, right? So. <laughs> It can't get worse. I mean, it could go up. He would trade to the Saints. It would improve. Definitely would. We need, we need um, some wide receiver. He'd be the wide receiver one on the Saints. He would, um, unfortunately. Well, yeah. I mean, Michael Thomas out. Well, Michael Thomas is not coming back. Uh, don't don't. Uh, it's going to be a long time. Uh, Michael Thomas, uh, this you want a hot take? Michael Thomas's next NFL snap is going to be in a different uniform. All right. Well, I don't want to talk about this. It's making me sad. Yeah. Let's talk about James Washington. You should be sad um, about having Michael Thomas on your team. But anyway, James Washington, I mean, if he were traded to another team, his value would go up, right? He's not getting any playing time as it is. So are you trying to get him as chip-in pieces just in case no. there's, like, fire this smoke? <laughs> no, no, I don't really care. It's This is – I'm not trading for him. If, he, if he's on waivers, I would add him just in case. Fair. And then if we get to week one and he's still on the Steelers, just drop him. Fair enough. Um, talk about some players highlighting the ball. They're balling out at camp, or that's the reports going on. We have Dan Arnold, we have Donovan Peoples-Jones, and Nikhil Harry. Are there, is there any interest in any of these three guys are having a, apparently a quote-unquote great camp? Yes, in different degrees. Okay. Nikhil Harry, I'm very interested in. Nikhil Harry, I'm interested. Um, he, I mean, look, Nelson Aguilar is whatever it was whatever is whatever i mean his career has been like eight good games and it's five and a half years of failure so whatever jacoby myers again whatever right i mean he was udfa he was okay last year but okay okay is not great and then they signed john smith who has no track record of production at all and you know it's just an athletic projection it's a maybe big maybe and Hunter Henry is sitting out of practice because he hurt his shoulder. And he's nowhere to be found. So who, we have no idea when he's going to come back. But it's in a lot of pain. So, yeah, I mean, there's an opportunity for Nikhil Harry to potentially work his way up the depth chart. I mean, I don't know. I, he was a first-round pick for a reason, right? He he had a good college profile. Yeah, very athletic college profile. I, I always thought he was a little bit raw. So like, it doesn't surprise me taking a few years for him to really get his ability yeah. on to me. But that's one of the biggest things. I would He's a guy that we talked about before the show. Nikhil Harry was someone I was getting as chip-ins and trades. I'm like, do I want a thir- random third in 2023, or can I get like a guy like Nikhil Harry? That's the same as Paul. The same. I think that would be a great fit. I think that would be a great fit. Nikhil Harry demanded a trade. I mean, the Saints should call the Patriots. The Saints again. Keep talking about the Saints getting a new wide receiver. That would be wonderful. Well, they need to. They yeah. need to. They're going to go down. You know what's happening there? They're going to go down in flames on Sean Payton's ego. That's what's happening. Sean Payton thinks he can do anything with it, with nothing, and they're going to go down in flames on Sean Payton's ego. I've been saying this for the last three months, even before Thomas got hurt. 
So what's your opinion on Donovan Peoples-Jones? He's one of the more interesting players because of the way the team drafted it as well because they did pick up another speedster, and then now he's starting to play out. But there's also guys like Odell ahead of him, Jarvis Landry. But those guys, I'm not sure, are long for the team. And Peoples-Jones was supposed to be a good player, but he dropped in the in his draft class. Is he someone you're thinking about targeting or someone that I just all just can't hype to you? I think he's the most interesting to me. It's one of those ones where you can't – where the path is just not there – but what if he's actually good? Yeah. What if he's good and the talent like wins out eventually? Path isn't there though. The path is not there. There's no path. It's it's a hard it's a it's a tough way to travel there without well, injuries. Literally no path to playing time because they have two high contract wide receivers, a ridiculously overpaid tight end in in Austin Hooper, another ridiculously overpaid tight end in David Njoku. A successful fourth-round pick last year, Harrison Bryant, and then two running backs that are usable who sometimes get on the field at the same time. And this, and this cool. offense isn't seemingly high-powered. We're not talking like it's a team that passes no. the ball like four or five hundred times a game. We're talking about a team that like runs and the ball. On top of all of that, yeah, we still have Rashard Higgins, who Baker Mayfield loves as a veteran, as wide receiver three, and they drafted Anthony Schwartz in the third round. So but there's no path for Donovan Peoples-Jones at all. But if he's good, talent bubbles up eventually. Mm -hmm. So he's someone I would put on my roster just in case. Someone they put on your roster just in case as well. I think Dan Arnold's worth a pickup if he's on waivers, but he's not worth a, a trade for. I think he's someone that – the tight ends are such a wasteland. He's not a bad bottom bench tight end to have. He's just another reason why I have no interest in Robbie Anderson. I've been fighting about this for, for the last two weeks on Twitter. I keep hearing, Robbie Anderson's going to be great. Robbie Anderson's going to be great. Robbie Anderson's going to be great. No, he's not going to be. He wasn't good in the two years he played with Darnold. It's two good years in 2017 and 2020. 2018, 2019, he played with Darnold. He was awful. I don't know why people think Robbie Anderson's going to be good. They have to think that he just became a better player in 2020. It's not true. Or that... Darnold's going to become a magically a better quarterback. It's, it's not true. And, you know, Darnold's not exactly looking at him at camp all the time. So, you know, now that Dan Arnold is getting involved, he's another target to take away from Robbie Anderson. But with that said, I never, I have no interest in Dan Arnold, Arnold at all. At, at all. I just, I just don't think he should be on waivers. That's the only thing I think. That besides I mean, that. Honestly, I'm fine leaving him there. I'm fine leaving him there. I mean, they picked Tommy Tremble in the third round. Clearly, they want to use him at some point. I don't think Dan Arnold is going to be fantasy relevant. I think this is going to be one of those offenses that funnel to the top targets and leave everyone else in, out in the cold. I think, gonna have. I think it's going to be Christian McCaffrey, Vortex. That's. I mean, I think DJ Moore might have um, some like wide receiver two potential. Christian McCaffrey, obviously, is Christian McCaffrey, and I think everyone else is going to be irrelevant. Especially with Terrace Marshall coming on strong. Yeah, I like there's, Terrace Marshall. He's, he's a good. There's too much maybe. There's too much yeah. maybe, so they're all going to just cancel each other out, and you're only going to want McCaffrey and more. All right. Well, that wraps up pretty much the news blurbs that we want to talk about today. We'll have more of those news next week, as always, because the NFL is ever changing and all, everything is always going on. But we do need to hop into our divisional breakdown. We're doing one division today. So we're doing the AFC West on this one. So you ready to talk about this? Yes. We're going to learn the basics of division. 
Perfect. So let's start off with the Denver Broncos. Your favorite talking point on this one. The quarterback position, Drew Locke versus Teddy Bridgewater, the head-to-head battle. We talked about this on last week's show. What's your opinion on this for fantasy? Oh, I think it's clear that Locke already won the job. So Locke's going to start with one. I think that's pretty clear that this was not a fair competition. For a fair competition, Teddy would be the starter, but it's not. They went into it just why they wanted. This is this reminds me a lot of the Bears in 2020. They went into the comp, alleged competition between Trubisky and Foles, looking for any excuse to start Trubisky, and that's what was going on here. They're looking. They look for any excuse to start Locke. He any, looked, any point of highlight, any any good pass, and like that's like 10 points versus one point versus, versus exactly. Yeah, it have to be clear in favor of Teddy, and it's not because Teddy's not very good. So yeah, Teddy's fine. He's he's very safe. He does he does he does his job. He's a game manager. It's what he has at this point in his career. He's I think always been that, really. I think that Locke is going to get pulled at some point during the season for Teddy, and then they're never going to go back to Locke. And that's fair. So we don't want either of these guys though for our fans. No, we don't. Uh, the Broncos' twenty twenty two starter is not currently on their roster. I agree. So let's talk about the running back position now. So Melvin Gordon, and then we have Javante Williams. They're both getting good at the camp hype, depending on what part of the year it is. Melvin Gordon's has been known as the clear starter as of right now. I think Javante is going to be the truth. He's going to be really good. But what's your opinion on all this situation? I, mean, I think, did anyone expect Javante to start week one? Because I don't think I did. I don't think I ever said that. I, I think people think I said that, but I didn't say that. I said that on the balance of the season, you'd prefer to have Javante Williams over Melvin Gordon. I still believe that and that nothing's changed and that's still where I am but I you know the balance of the season I think that Javante Williams is going to become the starter I guess around week five or six maybe yeah so, I, mean, I think at that point it's, but Javante Gordon's injury history as well doesn't really help him out at all being a longevity no it doesn't help season. but I'm just saying that I have Javante Williams ranked higher in redraft and it's it's close. It's I think it's like RB twenty five and RB thirty one or something. So it's it's not far off. But you know I would prefer him on the balance of the season. In Dynasty, obviously, I want Javante Williams, twenty one yep. years old, second round pick. Melvin Gordon's an expiring contract. So you know they they told us what we need to know. They traded up for Javante Williams too. If, if you have Melvin Gordon, is this your chance to move him to get anything for him with this little I bit of hype? I don't think anyone's interested in Melvin Gordon. I I don't think so. I, you you can try, I guess. That's all you. You can might do. as well try, right? But what? At this point, what are you ever going to get from Melvin Gordon? Maybe a second. I would just take it if you're in a rebuild. If you're in a contender, I'd just take the rest of Gordon's career. That's fair. If you if you if you're going to use him, he's definitely someone. You I think you're going to even struggle to get a second. To be honest, that's why I said maybe a second. That's why I was like, I think you'll struggle to get it. Yeah. Well, so one of the wide receivers, so a few of the ones to note, really, I mean, there are guys like Tim Patrick, KJ Hamlin, those guys we really don't care about for our purposes. It's pretty much Jerry wow. Judy and Cortland Sutton. Those are the main guys okay. to talk about. So I'm going to let you t- start this one off. You sound, you look like it's something you want to say about the Judy-Sutton well, combination. I don't know. I, Jerry Judy has been a value forever. He's still a value I still have him above his ADP. I think his ADP is going to rise. I think that people are finally getting it right. 
that Jerry Judy is the dynasty wide receiver one out of these two. I think people are there. I, I think that's the majority opinion now. It wasn't before, but I think it is now. I think people have seen the route running videos. They've seen the camp. They've seen that Cortland Sutton doesn't look 100%. They've seen that. And they've seen that they know that Jerry Judy is about almost four years younger than Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton is in a contract year. I don't know if he's going to earn a big deal, you know, with injury. And Jerry Judy was a first-round pick with an excellent college profile who had a successful rookie year, all things considered, for a rookie. Rookie, 800, over 800 yards as a rookie is good. I, I did a blind comparison on Ask DLF between Jerry Judy and DeAndre Hopkins. And their rookie stat lines were very similar. Very, very similar. The, Judy's so, biggest problem last year was his drops, and drops can be fixed. No, the biggest problem was that he led the league in uncatchable targets. That was the biggest problem. That was well, the problem. I'm not things he can control. Is that the variable well, targets? Well, but I'm, I'm saying that that's the problem. I, I, he would have succeeded if some of those targets had... I believe he had, like, 20 to 25 uncatchable targets. So he's credited again. That's credited against him in his catch rate, but what could he have done about those 20 to 25 uncatchable targets? They were the ball was over here or up there. That that doesn't that's not his fault. Yeah. I mean it so, only gets, it can only get better when Locke is finally. He was pulled. wide open in multiple times last year and it just completely missed. I agree. I think they're both good players. I definitely am on the Judy side now, like pretty I'm done with suddenly. I don't know. All of a sudden, I just I don't like. I'm not pursuing. It. I have. Yeah, Dave, this is something I have concerns. Similar, similar to Shark. There's, there's. It's hard to find guys with alpha profiles, and I think it's, it, there's, with the potential out there that you can actually buy. I think sort. Seven doesn't look right. He doesn't look right. I don't know what it is, but he doesn't look right. You got another feeling, Tyler. Um, last but not least, go to the tight end. Noah Fant is really the one to note on that one. What's your opinion on Fant? I mean. He's had good seasons, but again, tight ends aren't that great. He's not. He didn't get the quarterback upgrade we wanted for him. Um, I think he's clearly in that like tier of guys I'll take, but I don't want. He's whatever. He's in that like no man's land of tight ends where he's young enough that he could definitely succeed with a better quarterback, but he's not. He doesn't have that. But he's not going to reach those like Hawkinson levels because he's getting pulled down. The target share won't be there. It's just like he's he's destined to be like tight end eight. Sure. He's just not someone I'm that interested in. He's his, fine. He's his price is always going to be higher than what his production is, I think. You can take him if you want. He's fine, but it's just not that exciting. I, just think, it's, I think the cost is going to be higher than his production. That's, like, one of the hardest parts to, like, actually pull the trigger on that one. That's true. So, yeah. All right. Any more notes you want to talk about this team? You want to move on to the next one? I feel bad for KJ Hamler. <laughs> I actually think KJ Hamler is not bad. But... I don't think he's bad. I think he's good for, like, fantasy. I think he's a good NFL player, but I don't think he's, like... The, the Broncos have another player that the Saints should inquire about in Tim Patrick. The, the, yeah, Tim Patrick would be pretty decent. I've said that good. like five times on Twitter that the Saints should trade for Tim Patrick. I think Tim Patrick's a good player too. I think so he, he led the team in um, yards last year. He's very, it's just good. I think he is good. Yeah, I don't think he's anything exceptional, but he could definitely help an NFL team. Um, let's, let's move on to the Los Angeles Chargers over here. Rookie sensation, now sophomore sensation, Justin Herbert coming into the second year. What more do you want to say? What's, what's your – he got his hair back. His hair looks good. I don't um, have anything to say about Justin Herbert other than that I want him on my dynasty team. Locked and loaded, quarterback one. Let's just skip to the Move next on, part. Yeah. There's nothing more to say. If you have him, keep him. If you don't have him, someone's 
at any point trying to sell him, you just pay it. Uh, the running back room, Austin Eckler, Justin Jackson, Joshua Kelly, Larry Roundtree. Um, interesting running back room there. It's really Austin Eckler or bust for me, and I'm not even interested in really. Yeah, with Joshua Kelly, I, I thought they had a running back named Joshua Fumble. I mean, that sounds about right. I've never heard of. He, he fumbled the ball, fumbled his opportunity last year. Yeah, so. I, I've heard of Joshua Fumble, but Joshua Kelly, that, that must be uh, an imaginary person. He had so much hype, but he had opportunity too, which is very rare for someone to get. And they just, he just ruined it. Oh, right? Joshua Fumble. Um, no, I don't like him. Uh, Larry Roundtree is interesting to me, though. I am interested. I mean, for his price, I think it's fine. I, I don't, I'm not sure how I feel about this running back room because. Austin Eckler would be great for PPR, but I don't want him on my dynasty team just because of his age and a player like that. It's just not someone I'm, like, excited about. I mean, if my choice is between riding out Austin Eckler and riding out Aaron Jones, I'll ride out Austin Eckler. That's fair. At least you know, like, a lot of the compare you're tied with Justin Herbert. And-, and you know what? I'd much rather ride out Austin Eckler at his price than Alvin Kamara at his price. I'd much rather ride out Austin Eckler because he's not quite as expensive. I'm okay riding out Austin Eckler because he's not that expensive. Yeah. He's spending a first-round startup pick on Austin Eckler. He still has that funk of being a UDFA for some yeah. reason. He's like, always It's always going to have that. He has the funk of being a UDFA and not being a workhorse. Yeah. So he has a lot of funk. So his value is not that high. So I, he's someone on a contender I'd be fine with riding out. It's not like Alvin Kamara or Derrick Henry, who I'm, I want. or yeah, Derrick, who you, I can't, want you can't get premium price for him, too. You can't, like, offer him a premium. No, like, the kind of thing I would love to do is if I had Alvin Kamara, if I could trade Alvin Kamara for Austin Eckler and a wide receiver that I liked, I would love to do that. Like, I would love to go to Austin Eckler from someone like Alvin Kamara. Like, I, he's someone... So like, so, like, Austin Eckler and Jerry Judy for Alvin Kamara? Um, I'd look for more. Okay. I'd need even more. Like, I'd like to get Austin Eckler and, like, T. Higgins. Okay. I was sure that line was T. Higgins for Alvin Kamara, at the least. I even think you might be – I think there's a world in which you can get Austin Eckler and T.J. Moore for Alvin Kamara. I can see that. That could be done. In some leagues, I think you can get that. I think, I think it's definitely a doable, doable deal. So, no, Austin Eckler is a trade down from more expensive veteran running backs target for me. Even if I wouldn't like him originally, yeah. he, he, I do find some use for Austin Eckler in my dynasty, like, playing. Landscape, which yeah. is strategy, yeah. Yeah, I have a, a space for him. Yeah, so it's actually doable now. And- I would never draft him. Especially PPR, yeah, not drafted, but especially PPR, I think is definitely someone you can. Oh, be I like. agree. I think he's gonna have a good season. He's gonna have an RB one season. He's gonna have yeah. an RB one season. One hundred percent. Wide receivers. We talked about a few of these guys before. Keenan Allen is. We when we did our lot of our rankings, we found out he's actually undervalued in our opinion. In a lot of people's opinions, well, he's not undervalued, but. He's gonna outperform what his price is right now. Is what we've learned when we were talking well, about some most of the players will do that, but yeah. he's. He's another one. It's kind of actually Keenan Allen is another great example. Well, Keenan, Keenan Allen's <laughs> one of the guys we were talking about before. We want to buy for a contender because he's no, the cheapest. It, uh, but it's actually the same thing I just said about Austin Eckler. That's fair. If I had DeAndre Hopkins and I could trade him for Keenan Allen plus, I might because I'd rather ride out Keenan Allen than DeAndre Hopkins. I'd rather ride out the cheaper Keenan Allen over the more expensive DeAndre Hopkins. Get things back. Yeah. See, so actually, Keenan Allen kind of represents the same thing at wide receiver that Austin Eckler does at running back to me. Keenan Allen on the same team. Same thing. I'm not drafting Keenan Allen. Correct. Yeah. What about Mike Williams? What's your opinion on 
that situation. Uh, Mike Williams is someone I would draft. Yeah. Mike Williams is someone I certainly would, would be interested. He has no regard for his body, though. That's the biggest you know, thing that scares me. Because at that stage in the draft, if he becomes uh, an X number one in this offense, the value is more than the prize. So yeah. I'm fine taking a gamble on him. What I, is? Yeah. He, He's a solid gamble. I do like Mike Williams. He's definitely someone that, I don't think I'd ever trade for him, but, but I have a feeling it's going to grow and I'm not going to like it anymore. The, the range on which he gets drafted in, he's definitely a target for me, but the amount you have to trade for him, I'll never trade for him, if that makes sense at all. So here's the two guys I have. Here's one before Mike Williams yeah. and one after. So Corey Davis is one before, Jarvis Landry, one after. I can agree with that order. I, I might take Mike Williams over Corey Davis, though, like in certain instances. Right, but you you think I have the range right, right? Yeah, yeah. He's definitely ahead of Landry. Um, but yeah, no, but I mean, like those players are similarly valued. Correct. Yeah, yeah. No, there's people out there that definitely would um, say Landry over Mike Williams because of safety or things like that. But yeah, Mike Williams has that upside. I'd rather just shoot for that. Yeah, because above that, you start to get to like Brandon Cooks and Jalen Rager, who are who are higher. Yeah, I agree with that. They, they have the, the Rager is more potential with what he has, and then uh, Brandon Cooks is more track record. So yeah, I think I think Mike Williams' price is pretty fair. Yeah, I don't hate it at all. Um, what's your opinion on the tight end room? They have a Jared Cook, and there's been some. Oh, hype we have that. a Josh Palmer. Josh Palmer is doing well. Oh. Josh yeah, Palmer. Josh is, Palmer is on the note because he was, he was very, nowhere. very very interested in Josh Palmer. I mean. He's a third-round pick being paired with Herbert. We just said how much we loved Herbert, right? So we want receivers in that offense. Mike Williams is in a walk year. This is his walk year. This is his contract year. I, they could re-sign him, but there's no guarantee. If he does well, he's going to be expensive. If he does poorly, they're not going to re-sign him. So it's kind of a catch-22 on Mike Williams. I have a feeling they're not going to be able to retain him either way. They're either not going to want him or he's going to be pricey, especially with the money they're paying Keenan Allen. So... Josh Palmer is someone I'm very interested in. I, I think they're going to find a different wide receiver, too, for the team. So I'm not too much interested. That might Palmer, be difficult. But... It depends on, uh, you know, who's available. That's fair. So tight ends, anything you're interested in with Donald Parham or Jared Cook? Those are the two names. Really. Um, I mean, there's Trey McKitty exists, but Donald Parham has been getting better camp hype than Trey McKitty. Yeah, that's why I brought him up instead of McKitty. Um, I, the, the hype has been more around Parham. He ranked higher just because he was picked in the third round, and you never know. Mm -hmm. uh, you never know. And when a third-round pick is used, it's something to, to take note of. For this year, it's Jared Cook. Jared Cook is Jared Cook has been serviceable. So he's going to be the starter. He's been, like, so decent in dynasty for years just it's just existing because like he's never expensive and he just always like does enough so i feel like he's a guy you like rode for a bunch of years as like your tight end to plug in or your matchup tight end and he's been fine i think that both mckitty and parham are worth stashing on the back of my dynasty roster but otherwise i mean it's fine jerry cook if you're desperate <laughs> i don't usually take players like that yeah, I'm, I'm not usually. He's not a guy. Like, if it's like there are the, other guys, I'd rather target. Yeah, if you're like in the 20 plus rounds, I might want to take a shot in like like some rookie wide receiver or something like that. Something that's gonna actually have longevity than a Jared yeah. Cook. Um, okay. Any other notes you want to talk about the Chargers, or should we move on? No, the Chargers are a great offense, though. Yeah, they're they are. They're, they're, they're gonna one. be a great offense for years, and you know, there's even the, you can tell how great they are that people are chasing after Tyron Johnson and Jalen Guyton. People yeah. are rostering wide receiver four, wide receiver five on this team. 
just, that, just so the opportunity in case something happens. So just yeah. yeah, just in case people want a piece of Justin Herbert. Definitely. Um, moving on to another team, we might not want as many pieces on this team, but it's one to talk about is the Las Vegas Raiders. Derek Carr, Marcus Mariota. Mariota only bring up just because potential of being moved with some of the injuries around the league, but I don't think it's going to happen. But yeah, Carr's always fine. Never exciting. What's your opinion on that that whole room? I mean, Carr. Carr is so weird. Like, we think of him differently from the NFL. The NFL sees Carr as a top twenty quarterback. I don't. I don't know how. Well, I, I I get it. I get why. Because remember that NFL wins are not scored on fantasy points, so rushing doesn't matter. So, but I don't think he's a top twenty passer. I don't know. I don't think he is. Oh, I think he is a top twenty passer. I think so. I, I, well, I guess if we're talking about just passing, I'm going to put like, Just passing, I think so. I think yeah, so. It's I think he is a top 20 passer. So, uh, I don't, I mean, I think he's, he's, yeah, I mean, he's in that range for me. So, I mean, I think proven wise, I think Derek Carr is a better passer than Baker Mayfield. Proven. Baker Mayfield has more of a ceiling, but just based on what I've seen, I guess if we're going with those standards. Yeah, what we've seen, uh, t- disregarding like what could be certainly a better passer than Daniel Jones or Sam Darnold. <laughs> that's very true. That's, that's, um, that's a fact. I'm not, yeah. yeah, of course he's better passer than Carson Failure. Um, I'm saying like Derek Carr. Hank Derek Carr is going to be a starter for multiple years. So he's a guy. He's a guy I think I don't mind having as my like QB two slash three in a super flex league. No, I I'm not comfortable with him as my QB. Two. I'm not, I, that that's not good enough. I'm not He's upset, but I'm not, I think I'm okay with it. If I like, if no, I'm really upset that. with that, I'd be upset with that. I'm not comfortable with him as my QB two. He's he's my QB twenty four. Right? With how much I value quarterback and superflex, if my QB twenty four is my QB two, I'm I'm not comfortable with that. I'm not okay with that. He's an ideal QB. Like you know what would be perfect? You know what would be perfect for me? Let's say I had a stud like Mahomes, Allen, or Murray as my QB1. I had Jalen Hurts as my QB2 and Derek Carr as my QB3. Now, that could work for me because I have upside at QB2 with Hurts and safety at QB3 with Carr. But if Carr were my QB2 and QB3 was like someone like Locke, I would not be okay with that. I think you need like a Daniel Jones or something like that as a QB three. If you're going to do cars, you QB two. Just well, Daniel Jones is ability too, but um, I have Jones ranked higher. But but even so, that I'm still not comfortable with. Like I I want Derek Carr on my Superflex team as my clear QB three. Mm-hmm. If he's my QB two or anywhere near it, I'm not okay with that. Okay. Speaking of players, I'm not okay with one one I never want to have on my teams is Josh Jacobs. Yeah. I know you- I, I dislike know. Josh Jacobs, but you hate I know you feel completely different on certain aspects of that. And then we also have Kenyon Drake in that backfield now, muddying the waters. And there's still like guys like Jalen Richard back there. I just don't want anything to do with this backfield. Well, Josh Jacobs is one of those players where I dislike him, but you hate him. It's true. I, I, mean, I am very, I listen, very low. We have some players where it's the opposite, where like we're both higher or are yeah. both, you know, in a certain direction. But this is one where like I'm low and you're lower. Um, yeah. I, did, I don't really like Josh Jacobs, but I think he's acceptable. Whereas, like, you seem I to think he's like, I don't sure. want him. 
I do think it's horrible. I don't think it's good. Yeah, so, like, I have it David Montgomery, Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders, in that order. So I would I, take Miles Sanders over Josh Jacobs. No, 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 no. I, <laughs> Miles Sanders is the worst. I, you, I feel about Miles Sanders how you, but these are the decisions people are making. Correct. Yeah, you have to. It's those three. Those three are are. Wait, we both agree. David Montgomery is clearly ahead of both of those. Oh, I don't know how big the gap is, but yes, it, Montgomery is the the first for both of us. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I would rather have Josh Jacobs. I just hate Miles Sanders. I feel about Miles Sanders how you feel about Josh Jacobs. That's fair. We all have those players that we feel that way about. Oh, we hey, both like Miles Sanders. We don't. So. I don't. I do not like Miles Sanders either. So, so. Yeah. It's, it, we feel the opposite about those two. Yeah. That's, um, we fl- we flip flop down a little bit. But yeah, I think I think he's serviceable. I just don't want like a serviceable guy that costs that price. That's something. I'm never like excited to pick and or take. If someone or, offered you in Superflex, if someone offered you a 2021, 2022 first straight up for Josh Jacobs, would you take it? Probably. Okay. Yeah. That's probably. I, It'd be close. I might want like a something on top, but yeah, like. Okay, a, so, okay, so it's not even like an immediate accept. Yeah. Not that low on him then. I mean, I just I'm not low on like a lottery ticket. Like that's not, I wouldn't take it. I, I wouldn't take it. I wouldn't snap except I probably need like something on top, but like yeah, but I, I would definitely consider it. Yeah, Dude, I probably would not. I would look at the team yeah. they offered. What 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 offer? I think that's hard to find. I agree. I, I think that Josh Jacobs is going to be around for a while. He's how only one month older than Najee Harris. But how so good like, is he going to be? He's for not old. Yeah, I, I think the team showed their colors by signing Kenyon Drake. Their colors, but I do think that Josh Jacobs is okay. He's okay. But I don't want okay. Like, but I'm fine with okay. I'd rather have a first than okay. Well, no. I want... <laughs> I don't... What I don't want is someone who's going to be out of the NFL. That's like Miles Sanders. That's fair. Like, I don't... Miles Sanders' NFL Miles career... Sanders out of the NFL, wow. That's... I think Miles Sanders' NFL career is limited. Whereas I think Josh Jacobs is going to be what he is for a long time because there aren't many players who can do that. He reminds me of a guy like like CJ Anderson. That's just like there. I think better than that. I but, agree, but like that, that mindset not, is like he's always going to be around. It's not the worst comparison. Huh? It's not the worst comparison. A guy who can take a bunch of carries, who's serviceable, who won't lose you the game, and, you know, who shouldn't be getting – some of the more high leverage touches all the time. Yeah. And he's right. actually decent at the goal line. That's some that's actually somewhere where he's pretty good. Yeah. So moving on to the wide receiver room. This is a, an interesting wave. Henry Ruggs, first round pick from last year, Brian Edwards, Hunter Renfro, John Brown, other guys like Zay Jones, Willie Sneed. But really the ones to note on are the Ruggs, Edwards, Brown. Well, you don't care about Brown. And Brown is irrelevant. Brown is washed. So it, it's Ruggs and Edwards. Mm-hmm. So part of me, part of what part of me wants to do is just rank it the way I want it to be with Brian Edwards, number one. That's your, what I want. Your heart is saying Brian Edwards. Yes. But I have not yet done that. It, it may happen. It may happen. We'll see. The gap I, I, I have rugs higher, but. So do I. I have um, rugs a lot higher. But yeah. the gap is closer. Draft capital is important still. I, I just, this to me just feels like one of those things that if Brian Edwards had not gotten hurt in week two, I think Brian Edwards would have a similar value to what Michael Pittman has now. Just with the hype and everything? 
I just think that he would have completed a relatively unimpressive rookie season as a starter. And if he had just completed it and not gotten hurt, and Mike Pittman did get hurt, but he played as a starter when he was there. If Brian Edwards had continued what he was doing in weeks one and two, even if he had not put up the numbers, I think he would be valued where Michael Pittman is now. Brian Edwards was, was like a dynasty darling last year. Everyone like liked him a lot. Yeah. So I think that that residual effect, that that still feel is there. And I think you're feeling a little bit of that. I am somewhere in between on that. Like the reports are very good. Huh? Yeah, I want I want Brandy. I really do. I just don't know if I like Apparently he was Randy Moss last week and this week he's Terrell Owens. That's what that's what oh, they said. He's uh he's and he's a surefire we pick him up. Go I, I would. I would recommend it. I mean I wrote a whole article on him. I, I really think that this is gonna happen. I, I really do. I, I really do. And this is part of the reason why I don't think that Derek Carr is gonna be replaced. It's because I'm higher on consensus than rugs. I'm higher on consensus than Edwards. So if I'm higher on consensus on rugs, higher on consensus than on Edwards, how can I think that, that how bad do I think Derek Carr is going to be? I have to think he's going to be at least decent. That's fair. That's, I, I think he's going to be fine. I think he's, he's always going to be serviceable. This whole team is, seems like very serviceable on like a lot of levels, and the wide receivers have some potential. Like, I, think that them. It, I think that it is an either-or, though. Between Ruggs and Edwards. I don't think it's going to be both. Uh, no, I don't think they can sustain both, especially when we're no, talking about next. I, I think it's that they will bring in a real receiver, real number one in the future. And I think yeah. one of those two failed is going to be the one losing out. And it's kind of like how Baltimore did that. They, they brought in, uh, they had, they had uh, Hollywood Brown, and then they got Bateman this year. Doesn't mean. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying that. I think that they're planning to bring in a real one, possibly in free agency. I think they tried. I just don't think that anyone wanted to sign there for what they could offer in terms of money. But I think they want to bring in a real one. And if they bring in a real one, then there's not going to be room for that guy, Ruggs and Edwards. So one of the two of them is going to succeed. And, you know, whoever that is, I think is going to carry value. The other, I think, is going to lose most of their value. Yeah, that's how it has to be. Speaking of basically the number one right now, let's talk about Darren Waller. He's the number one receiving target on that team. Not basically the number one. I mean, he is. He is the number one right now. He is the number one right now, and he will continue to be the number one versus these people. These people are not going to overtake him. We've talked about him before, and we'll talk about him in length. He is pretty much locked in as the tight end four in our rankings. Correct. Right now, and he's a guy that if you're not a contender, you trade him. I, I would I would agree with that. I mean, I, I kind of feel that way about all the top tight ends other than Pitts. Um, Kittle, Kelsey, and Waller. Um, Kelsey we'll talk about later. Waller, Waller's the one I want to sell the most, actually. Um, and he's going to have a good season. He's going to. It's going to happen, like bar yeah. injury. I think he will. I mean, I, I have him ranked this year for redraft as a tight end three. Some people have him as the two. Um, but ahead of Kittle, most I I miss three and then four for Dynasty. That's why. Yeah, so and so do I. So we agree. Um, I, but I like him. I, I like him. He turns twenty nine in September, I think. So if you're not a contender, I think it's a good time. A good time to sell. He's the clear number one weapon on his team. His situation's not going to get better. His value's not going to go up. Correct. So th- this is his peak. So yeah, we, now's, 
because he proved it last year. He proved it last year that 2019 was not a fluke. Mm-hmm. So he, he's proven. He's 29. He's the number one weapon on his team. He has Derek Carr. I don't think the next quarterback is either going to be Derek Carr or someone worse. I don't think it's going to be better. So he's not getting any younger. That's one of the biggest things. He's not so. getting younger. So I don't see how this situation gets any better. They could bring in a number one wide receiver, you know, to take and over targets as well. So it's not. Yeah, if somehow they had traded for Julio Jones instead, <laughs> Darren Waller's value would have gone down. Correct. So I'm just saying that there's there's no way it goes up. And if you want to get out of Darren Waller, my suggestions have always been trade up for Kyle Pitts or trade down for TJ Hawkinson. And just keep a young tight get a young tight end and do something there i i don't know what you'd have to add to uh waller to get pits in a tight end premium probably a second i would do that in just Maybe a little more forever. yeah pits got a lot of hype and if you want to trade down to hawkinson i think you can do that yeah um anything else you want to talk about the raiders i think we covered everything pretty no, well no waller actually has been missing practice i, I would consider Putting in deep tight end premium leagues only, I would consider putting Foster Moreau on your bench just in case. Uh, he wasn't a bad prospect. So it's just, just something I would consider. And if this is nothing, then you just cut him. But it's yep. just something interesting to consider. In case Darren Waller gets hurt or something, he, he was a good prospect. Okay. Foster Moreau, keep an eye on him on your waivers. I'm sure he's out there. So if someone he probably is the back end of your benches, something to consider on that one. Last but not least, we have the Kansas City Chiefs. Starting off with quarterback Patrick Mahomes, the number one Superflex Dynasty asset. Not least is the opposite. They're the most. They're the most. They're they're the one we want. They're everything. They're number one. Yeah, that's why I want to end with them. I want to talk about them last. Yeah. Um, Mahomes, worth everything. There's less to talk about with Mahomes than Herbert. Mahomes is the 101 in Superflex easily. Yep. Um, I don't think there's an argument. There's no comparison. No, there's no argument. And, you know, in one QB, you take him where you're comfortable taking your first quarterback. That That's more of a personal choice and a yeah. strategy choice than anything else. But so, he's but just in the flex, one. What we focus on, he's the clear 101, no debate, no discussion. He has a 10-year contract. Like, he, he's the dude. That, that's it. 100%. All right, nothing more to say about that one. Let's go to the no. running back room. It's pretty much just Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and then there's Darrell Williams, Jarek McKinnon exists, but... CEH is the guy. Someone that got a lot of hype last year and had a good season, but the problem was the hype didn't get built up. Like, he didn't live up to that at all, especially being a first-round pick for the Kansas City Chiefs. What's your opinion on CEH? I think we're both higher than consensus on CEH, though. A little. Yeah. I I don't know. People are, like, starting to get carried. The hype is starting to get carried away again. And I just don't think I'm ever going to trust CEH like I did last year. So I'm not going to get carried away on the hype. Like, you will not see me rank CEH ahead of Najee Harris or Jennifer Swift or Antonio Gibson, no matter how much the hype heats up. It just won't happen. I just won't do it. Yeah. I mean, I like Clyde Edwards-Lair, but he had a lot of bad luck last year, but he still is in a high-powered offense. He might be priced correctly at this point, finally, because all offseason he was underpriced. I think he's priced about right, yeah. Yeah. Not too much to say. If you like him, go trade for him at his value right now. If you don't like him, don't. It's kind of like what we really He's say there. He's a player I'd rarely trade for. All right. Anything we want to do with CH? I think there's not too much to say there. He's. Yeah, he's fine. It's just that of the running backs in his range, he's the one that I think is the least undervalued. 
Um, I think uh, DeAndre Swift and J.K. Dobbins are more undervalued. So I never find myself trading for drafting CH. Fair enough. So moving on to the wide receiver room, it's we got Tyreek Hill. Other guys of note are going to be um, Byron Pringle, Michael Hardman, um, and Demarcus Robinson, and Cornell Powell. Yeah, the rookie Cornell Powell. I mean, Tyreek Hill is the guy. He's the yes. guy. As long as he stays off the off the field issues, he is. He could be the number one wide receiver in Dynasty if there was no off field issues. He's like, an easy sell, though. I, it's time. It's time. I think. I think it's time. Why, why is he a sell to you right now? He's always been a sell, but it's always scary to have him. Like in yeah. season, you want to have him. Off season, you're like, crap. Nah, I still have I, him. Like I don't know. He's 27 already. I. He's someone that if I can get, you know, something like a really, if I could trade and, and just as a matter of fact, I, I know that this has happened. So you know, it's not a mysterious thing if i could get cd lamb in a first round pick for tyree kill i would love to do that i would take that right so i would love to do that if i could get i could get um like jamar chase and two first round picks yes that sounds ridiculous these things are possible these things happen these universes exist i would smash accept that i'd be like yeah you would so i'm just saying that i would consider while he's still 27, while he has Patrick Mahomes, he has long-term security and everything, everything looks so great. When everything looks so great on a player, why not float them? If you, can get an over, if you can get an overpay, I want an overpay. I'm not just going to sell Tyreek for the sake of selling Tyreek, but if you can get the deals I listed. And there, or there's also worlds you can get like DK Metcalf Plus. Well, I, I, that would be great. I mean, if you can get DK Metcalf Plus or AJ Brown Plus or Justin Jefferson Plus, I would do that. These worlds exist. Thank you. Um, Especially with DK Metcalf. It, yeah, that's why I listed him as the guy because yeah. he's the one that I think is like viable of the three you named. Um, what's your opinion on any of the other wider series? I don't want any of them. I think Michael Hardman is like the biggest roster clogger I've ever heard of on the planet. No, I don't think so. I don't I mean, think. I, I, I'm out. I'm out. Well, unfortunately, uh, Devin Singletary still exists, so Miko Hardman cannot be the biggest roster clogger. Okay. Because there's, there's someone else who's taking up that crown. At the uh, well, he, he's the silver medal of roster cloggers then. No, that's Devontae Parker. But Miko Hardman can, can be a, a potential after those two. <laughs> but I, I think Miko Hardman is interesting. Oh, monster of roster no, I'm very interested, actually. I'm very interested in Miko Hardman. I, I am interested. The people should hear that I'm interested. I think that there's an opportunity for someone to finally make an impact. No, they, they don't ever. Have, with, with, not with not with the wide receiver core they have. It's going to be Why like a, a Miko week, a Robinson week, a Pringle week, and it's just me because they've never done it. I think the well, what if, what if this time is different. Okay, okay, we're talking about what ifs now. What if like well, anything I mean, happens? Well, we drafted in the second round. I mean, look, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But is there not a possibility that it does? I mean, I'm not saying there isn't. I'm saying I'm not paying. I'm not buying it. I'm not. Nobody's buying it, right? I mean, nobody's buying him. But if you already have him, no one wants him. Just hang on to him. And that's fair. Back, right? I mean, what, what, what else can you do? Let's say you drafted Nico Hartman originally. His value's only been going down. What else are you going to do with him? Oh, he's he's my favorite. He's my favorite throwing at the end of a trade. That's all I do is I uh I, I close the trade with like I'll throw in Nico Hartman and then I get rid of him off my team. I mean, you can do that. But I, I would suggest also, if you if you don't believe in Nicole Hardman, there's a lot of good talk around Byron Pringle. 
Byron Pringle might be on your waivers. Could be something interesting. Demarcus Robinson is a waste of time. And uh, Cornell Powell has been very quiet. <laughs> yeah, we've heard nothing about him at all. Nothing. So that's not a good That's thing. almost worse. We've heard very a lot of, yeah, very bad for a fifth round rookie to hear nothing. We've heard a lot about some other people. We've heard a lot about Byron Pringle, but we've yeah. heard nothing about Cornell Powell. Like, silence is almost the like the death nail. We've actually heard a lot about Miko Hardman looking good at camp. We've heard I, I, a lot yeah. about Byron Pringle earning a potential starting role as wide receiver three, and we've heard absolutely nothing. I just about think Cornell the offense Powell. is going to go through Tyreek Hill, oh, PH, and then, of course, this guy come up next. Let's bring him into the conversation, Travis Kelsey. And to a lesser extent, Noah Gray is someone interesting to have on the back of the roster. I like I like having no gray on a lot of my rosters. He's definitely someone I've gotten in the late like fourth round picks or like off waivers. He's someone that's back ending a lot of stuff. But I mean, sure. But Travis Kelsey. I mean he's, he's number one. He's number one tight end. Oh, he's number one. Yeah. Where's my foam finger? Where's my foam finger? My number one foam finger? Yeah. Um sure. I but in Dynasty, what do you do? I mean, it's time to sell, right? It's he's 31, he's gonna be 32 in the season, it's time to sell. Isn't it? Yeah. No, we talked about this again before on our tight end show that if you're not a contender, it's sell Kelsey time. It, yeah. his, his value can't go up. Um, if you're a contender, you're holding him. You're going for the ship. If you know you're not a contender, he's the first player you're selling. Get Kyle Pitts plus. Yeah. You can get it. You can get it right now. By next year, you will not be able to get it. <laughs> By September 20th, you won't be able to get it. It's Trust me, once you see Kyle Pitts play like one game, you won't be able to get it. So if you want to get you can't wait. So if you want to get Kyle Pitts plus for Travis Kelsey, now is your only opportunity. Yeah. You're not going to have another chance. So that's, that's the big thing with Kelsey. Like, he is the number one tight end in redraft, like, clearly. Clearly. I, I think so, clearly. I, but, but with all that, his age for dynasty to our purposes, if you're not a contender, you need to trade Kelsey. I do think the cliff is coming. I, I don't. It has to. It has well, to. Okay. I do not think that Travis Kelsey is the best tight end of all time. So if I don't think that, then I think that the cliff is coming because the cliff came for everyone else. Even though people mentioned Tony Gonzalez, but Tony Gonzalez was not the Tony Gonzalez of old forever. There, there was eventually a time where, yeah, and like Jason Whitten is another one. Yes, he produced for a long time, but he wasn't the Jason Whitten of old forever. Like Tony Gonzalez fell off the cliff when he left Kansas City and went to Atlanta where he was still good, but it wasn't Travis Kelsey. It was more like just a really good. We, we really, honestly, with times we care about more about being a top three tight end than a tight end one. Because tight end one, two, How many top three seasons, seasons do you think Kelsey has left? Um, one or two. I would bet on two. I'm just saying. There has been zero tight ends at the age of 33 to have a top three season. Zero. Oh, well. I mean, there's, that's why I would bet on two then. He's yeah. 31 now. He'll be 32 next year. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, like, that's, like, the exact numbers. Like, that's why I say one to two. The like... cliff is coming. I mean, and whether it comes in production or not, the values at this point cannot continue to go up. Correct. It's going to go down. It's, somehow it's gone up over the last oh, yeah. over, over the last few months, over the offseason. I think it's because all the redraft hype is coming in. No, you know what it is? It's because the tight end landscape has become more and more dire. That's why it's gone up. It's not because he's been better. It's because all the tight ends around him. Remember, there was a, a, a period of time in which, like, O.J. Howard had a lot of value. Like, Eric Ebron was in a seventh-round pick. There's a tight end landscape just went up in flames. So that's why it's gone up, because he's so much of a difference compared to everyone else. I agree. But, and, and, like, especially the Patriots signing two of the big tight ends, 
Well, yeah, that took out two players who could have had value and put them both away. So that that only hurt the tight end landscape even more. So I, I agree with that. And all of that means that Kelsey's value is higher, which means that if you're not a contender, it's even better opportunity to sell Kelsey. You'll, you'll be able to get almost anything you want. It's true. It's, it's, it's that time. So Yeah, if you're in a tight end premium league, you could do the pits thing like I suggested, or if you want to pivot off of him to another position, I would suggest uh, trying to get CD Lamb straight up for, for Charles. That'd be a tough one, but it's possible in, in tight end premium. Contender so. might do it if they're desperate. Yeah. Correct. All right, any final thoughts before we close this out here? We're hitting an hour mark, so one No, no. I I mean, I like this division. Yeah. I like this division and a lot. Overall, it's a very fun division. So we have one more division left. We're going to do that next week. So next week, we'll be doing news and the NFC West to close out our divisional breakdowns. But, yeah, thank you all so much for tuning in. And as always, we'll talk to you soon.